When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. Marcus, what happened? I was changing my oil and I spilled some on the floor. Oh, we'll use these $50 bills to wipe it up. Perfect. Got any more? Yeah, yeah, take a couple hundred. Stop. Instead of using money, use an old rag. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Hi, this is Bob Gruen, rock and roll photographer from New York, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. History in five songs with host Martin Popoff, a production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Welcome back once again to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcasts. We're part of a vast and always growing Pantheon Podcast Network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Megaphone, 40 other podcast platforms. All right. This is episode 130. I'm calling this Elevated by a Cover Version. I know that's a bit of a mouthful. I couldn't figure out a way to come up with something better for this. Um, but yes, we're going to be looking at albums that I believe are elevated and made better by a cover version. Not just the idea of, oh, Martin likes this cover or whatever. I'll get into that in a second. This whole idea about, well, I'll get into it now. This whole idea about, um, you know, something that's kind of like a random opinion of my own. I'm trying to stay away from things like that and come up with uh, with something a little better uh, in terms of a, a concept for this. Um, now, this episode uh, c- came from a suggestion by Nathaniel Noah. Uh, over at the Facebook page. Uh, he kind of laid out how this could be a two-episode thing, and I think I'm going to make it into a two-episode thing. The first one's going to be more positive. The second one's going to be uh, more negative. Um, but the idea is this. Well, this is this is what he said exactly. Uh, he said, Sometimes the inclusion of cover tunes can fit perfectly within the feel and flow of a fantastic album, otherwise full of originals, so much so that you wouldn't necessarily pine for an additional original track to have been included in place of the cover. Very well put, um, because uh, I think that almost should be the criteria criterion here, um, because... Um, 
as I say later, when we're all kind of arguing about this on the Facebook page, uh, I almost always would prefer, maybe I always would prefer uh, another original in place of a cover. But this is really interesting because he lays it out right here uh, that it's so good and so perfect there, uh, you wouldn't want an original. He goes, sometimes you just give the band extra credit for picking such a novel or out-of-the-box tune. One thing is for sure, though, the cover tune actually makes an excellent album even more excellent. So that really is the rub of what we're uh, what we're trying to get out get at here. Um and then, of course, he starts arguing uh, with a good buddy of mine from Calgary, Josh Wood, and who who points out that there are thousands and thousands of covers out there. You know, he's written about a lot of this stuff at MetalRules.com. So, like, where do you start, sort of thing? And then there was a sort of a debate about this, uh, this, this um, uh, making this uh, a, a, another show where. It's kind of my opinion more uh, more than anything. So I so we started uh, using as a case study, which was kind of funny. Um, he brought up Highway Star on the Metal Church album, and I I said, look, everybody I know uh, thinks that was a horrible addition to that Metal Church album. Uh, nobody really likes it. It's not a good version. Blah blah blah. And he went back and checked. And he says, you know what? A lot of I I haven't seen a lot of complaints about it, sort of thing. So again, we're almost in that realm where you know it maybe it is a, opinion uh, in some way. But that is definitely an example, Josh, that I am going to include on the negative version of this, the flip side, which probably will be episode 130 um you know uh dis dismissed or denigrated i gotta come up with the right title for it but um but anyways no this this is one this is an episode where we're going to be looking at these albums that uh as noah says uh sorry nathaniel says um are elevated by the cover and not just oh what a great cover this is on on this album sort of thing so hopefully that comes through as we go through these examples all right let's play our first example here this is Queensryche with gonna get close to you All right, so Rage for Order, the second full-length Queensryche album, comes out June 27th, 1986. They're uh, notoriously all dressed up and made up on the back cover in these fancy suits and everything. They got a lot of stick for that. But the whole idea was is they're going to try elevate their game and be something different and something better and grow, grow from the Queensryche EP, grow through the warning, grow into this new sound. Now, what do they do on here? Queensryche is not a band that does covers. They haven't done covers. They're not doing covers moving forward uh, until they actually do a whole covers album. Um, but uh, the neat thing is this is a band who wants to write originals, but they make a statement on this album. There's this there's this gal from uh, Toronto, Lisa Dalbello, who's made some sort of Pop-Tart albums before, but she's really stepped out and done this uh, this album under the title Dalbello, so she's just calling herself Dalbello. And the album's called Human Forces, although it's more of like a, uh, what is it, palindrome, pun, one of those. It's spelled who, as in the band The Who, who man for says. Um, but you're supposed to pronounce it human forces. It came, came out in 1984. And um, 
And so here is Queensryche covering this this interesting, uh, very kind of new wavy and avant garde uh, song. Like it's it's quite it's quite a a forward forward futuristic album. And uh, all of a sudden, Queensryche is covering this obscure Canadian female artist, uh, this uh, serious heavy metal band, uh, on this uh, 1986 album. And uh, they do a great job with it. They change it quite a bit. Um, but it's just this sort of. Um, kind of a kind of a spooky song that you can put anything into because Dal Bello's original version is quite sparse. Uh, but what Queensryche does is they really turn it into uh, a song that fits with all the originals on this Rage for Order album, which is this sort of futuristic cyborg metal, um, very, very percussive, but kind of modern production, kind of, kind of a, a minor masterpiece. I don't know. I mean, I've always been one that, that actually, you know, I, I possibly like this more than Operation Mindcrime, this album. It might be my favorite Queensryche album, but no, I thought they did a pretty cool job with it. Um, you know, Dal Bello's original version, uh, Mick Ronson had a lot to do with it. Mick Ronson produced that album, but here they are covering this. And again, I think the idea here is that um, you know, often, often the covers are the most talked about thing on an album, but here it is actually a, the most talked about thing on the Rage for Order album. And it, and it feels like probably one of the better songs on it and they didn't write it. And yet they've recorded it in such a novel way that they've really integrated it into uh, what's going on here. So I thought, honestly, uh, when, when Nathaniel came up with this idea, that was the, that was the first thing that popped into my mind was this song and it's becoming tradition in history and five songs here uh that that i uh, always include the first thing that pops into my mind my mind as one example all right let's move on take a listen to this this is blue oyster cult with white flags All right, so the Club Ninja album, very denigrated uh, Blue Oyster Cult album. It's got very um, kind of dated production values. Uh, they, they spent a lot of time on it and kind of made it worse probably because of that. This is definitely one of those where, where you would probably say that the demos, you know, if they existed or if it was done a different way would be a better album. But... Um, a very interesting thing happens here. Uh, Blue Oyster Cult is also not a covers band. They have too many amazing songs they write on their own. But having said that, they do a lot of songs with outside writers, an army of outside writers. They're one of my favorite bands, I think, um, because of all of those outside writers, which are usually lyricists. Um, they've they've come up with a, a, amazing, amazing songs throughout that are collaborations, but they don't really cover. Notoriously... They cover badly on their live albums uh, with the likes of Roadhouse Blues and Born to be Wild and We Gotta Get Out of This Place. Kick Out the Jams is pretty cool. But, uh, you know, most of that stuff we really don't need to hear. I don't need to hear. But the interesting thing happens here. It's a little bit like our uh, Del Bello example because Blue Oyster Cult cover for the first song on this album. Okay, so this is the opening track on the album. They cover uh, Hugh Legat and Gordon Legat. They had a band called Legat, L-E-G-G-A-T-T, and they had a double album called Illuminations, and it's kind of like a neo-prog album, 
it's a little bit like uh you know a a, a third fourth fifth uh you know in the catalog Marillion album sort of thing where the production values are a little bit bigger um so so they cover legat which is just an obscure canadian band uh this was not a major label release um uh, what, what, what was it on? Uh, but but I think it's not major label, but not it, it wasn't a true indie either, I, I don't believe. But anyways, it's this double album. And, and you know, as you might predict, the Legat version is actually better than the Bluish Cult version because it's lacking all this uh, kind of like ridiculous production. But it's really cool that here they are covering a very obscure uh, Canadian band when they they really don't cover anybody Blue Oyster Cult and the other cool thing about this is it's a pretty long song, it's uh, it's uh, kind of kind of a novel construct and interestingly written. It goes a, a different place about two thirds of the way through, I believe, uh, and it's also kind of like a moody mystical lyric. So the lyrics are better uh, than what you get on uh, on a lot of other songs on club ninja which is a pretty light and airy uh sort of album uh you know it's got some other deep lyrics and it's got dancing in the ruins and perfect water it's got some really good songs on it but i would say that uh, that white flags totally feels like a blue oyster cult song uh and it feels like a a good serious song on club ninja and i've often uh, been want to say uh, that it's my favorite song on Club Ninja, uh, but Perfect Water and Dancing in the Ruins are also quite good as well. So I thought this was an excellent choice for this concept. Uh, what are we calling this again? Episode 130, Elevated by a Cover Version. So I think White Flags does elevate Club Ninja and it is a cover version. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. All right, back again here on History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, episode 130, elevated by a cover version. Take a listen to this and we'll discuss. This is Great White with Face the Day. All right, so Great White, uh, interesting choice here, I think, because uh, Great White is a band a little bit like A Quiet Riot that kind of got famous because of their cover versions, unfortunately for them. Uh, but this is a, this is an excellent choice, and it makes me like the band more. I loved the band when I got that first EP, you know, with the same songs on side one and side two. Uh, this is from Shot in the Dark, came out in March 1986, so it's their second album. Uh, let's not forget Give Me Some Lovin' is on here as well. I hate that song. I've always hated that song. Uh, but Face the Day is by one of my favorite bands of all time, the Angels from Australia, Angel City. And this is from their, their absolutely golden period. It's a heavy song. Uh, so I, 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 I'm not sure exactly what it comes off of because there's this, uh, there's this whole no exit face to face and then north america gets the uh, you know the the uh, compilation version of face to face all of this albert production stuff it was happening exactly the same way it was happening for acdc back in the mid 70s so anyways face the day is is from that no exit face uh, 
a face-to-face period, 1980-ish. Uh, but here it is in 1986, and they do a a good, you know, solid, great white corporate blues, corporate hair metal blues version of Face the Day, and uh, and it makes me like this album more, and it probably is my favorite song on it that's the other thing with covers uh, i think we uh, champion or are cheering for covers more when a band uh has what you think is the good taste to go cover something that you loved so much and 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 you're like wow they those guys are cool they also know the angels they know angel city and and i think uh having great white cover them actually kind of elevated them and had people talking about angel city uh a, a little more than um than had been before. By the way, yeah, they're called Angel City in North America, but it was all the Angels in the um, in Australia. But Angel City was just to distinguish from probably a million different bands called the Angels or whatever up here. Uh, but yeah, this was really cool that they covered this. Back on the Great White album, they covered the Who Substitute, which actually sounds pretty good as well. They, they really beefed that up. Once Bitten in 87 had no covers on it. Twice Shy from 89 had once bitten twice shy, which is that excellent, excellent, excellent uh, Ian Hunter song from his self-titled uh, first solo album after he leaves um, Mott the Hoople. So this is 1975. Uh, so once bitten twice shy. And, and Great White does have a little bit of a hit with it. I always liken that to All the Way from Memphis, you know, the other, the, the big Mott the Hoople song that has the same sort of cool honky tonk and party rock vibe. Uh, Hooked from 91 had Can't Shake It from uh, from the Angels, Angel City. Uh, so that's really cool. They covered that and they co- covered the Faces Afterglow. Psycho City had no covers on it. Uh, but yeah, so this was a band that um, it was almost a little comical. We we kind of made fun of Great White because they, they were a band really trying to exploit that. Hey, let's try to get a hit with a cover version kind of thing. All right, let's move on to our next selection. Number four here. Uh, take a listen to this. This is Nazareth with this flight tonight. Down there's a town, blackness everywhere, a little light shine. Blackness, blackness, dragging me down. Come on out of ghetto, in this heart of mine. Stop right, stop right. You've got the loving that I like. All right, so I really had to pick this one for a couple of reasons, um, for a bunch of reasons, really. So Nazareth is really known for uh, doing a lot of covers, uh, and most of them are pretty uh, pretty obscure, but they do a good job with changing them up. Uh, sometimes they don't really change them up so much, but they do love their covers, and even Love Hurts was a cover, so, so you know, essentially their biggest hit uh, was a cover as well. But this is close to their biggest hit as well. So This Flight Tonight is by Joni Mitchell. And um, what they did with it is they came up with that sort of galloping, chugging thing, uh, which is, you know, they turned it into kind of like a quasi-heavy metal song here, November 9th, 1973. So it's a long time ago. Uh, but they do this novel novel thing with it uh, where there's, you know, no drums at all. And then there's the hi-hat and stuff. So so they make it kind of atmospheric. They don't do a lot with it. Uh, I, I remember Manny even telling me like, okay, time to do the guitar solo. And he just did some fiddling around with the guitar. And they said, no, that'll do. So, so it doesn't even really have a proper guitar solo on it. It just has these kind of cool, you know, atmospheric guitar noises that sound like a, you know, a plane flight or whatever. Uh, 
But this became uh, a huge hit off this album, their first big hit. And it is a cover of a Joni Mitchell song, which is which is pretty bizarre. But it's a heavy song on here. So I, I wanted to include it because it's probably the best song on this album. And, and it's the most creative thing on the album. Although I'll get to that in a second. There's another super creative song. So there is that. It was a huge hit. And this is a band that loves going to the well for, for a lot of covers. I remember um, Pete Agnew told me that they all they there were other songs on the original Crazy Horse album that they wanted to cover more, but they covered two or three off of that as well. But the interesting thing as well here on this uh, Loud and Proud album from November 9th, 73, they also cover Teenage Nervous Breakdown by Little Feet. And they actually heavy metalize that too and that turns out to be a really good song on here and they cover the ballad of hollis brown bob dylan and they turn that into a really spooky evil scary doom monster if you've never heard this song go play this it's like 10 minutes long or something um and it's it it freaked us out as kids it's it's a really crazy version so so you know having this as the long epic side side two of this album only has three songs on it and two of them are covers so it's pretty wild uh that probably you know arguably not faking it is maybe one of the greatest songs on here and they did write that but arguably again teenage nervous breakdown this flight tonight and the ballad of hollis brown uh, are half the album and they might be the best half of the album and they are all covers so i really wanted to use this example because it drives home the point on multiple levels like our, our proverbial four-dimensional chess right um on razamanaz alcatraz was a leon Ruth russell song and vigilante man was a woody guthrie song and both of them are nazareth eyesed and they do a really cool uh you know cool version having dance you know fright wig of a voice uh, on these songs uh makes these these tunes really cool so razaman as they were busy doing this as well and then later they had lots of covers as as well but uh yeah perfect example of this whole idea of elevated by a cover version uh loud and proud by nazareth is elevated by three cover versions all right let's move on take a listen to this this is april wine with 21st century schizoid man All right, so I wanted to pick this example uh, because it's got a little bit of the Nazareth to it in that uh, April Wine regularly, not as regularly as Nazareth and not as showcasey as Nazareth uh, did like their covers. But the cool thing about this one is that I think it really fits the idea of Elevated by a Cover Version because on the 1979 April Wine album, Harder, Faster, I, which is my favorite April Wine album, and it's actually the heaviest April Wine album. No, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's no coincidence those two go together. Um, but... I really like this album. It's got gorgeous production. Uh, it was recorded up at, I think it was recorded at the studio, this one. Uh, but but um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that. Um, but the neat thing about it is here they are. 
the the record itself they're moving away from the sort of canadian schlocky pop and too many styles that you hear on a lot of nazareth albums which hits its nadir i think uh on forever for now and the whole world's going crazy i i, I quite like stand back and and first glance was a pretty cool album the one right before this but the neat thing about it is this is a pretty heavy album and it's got a few things that lean a little towards the epic you know your babes in arms and it's got say hello with that tricky sort of drum beat on it great album start to finish still a lot of variety but i just think they do a really good job with it the performances are good the production is good but i think putting on a cover of the of the challenging and you know in 79 you know you could still say it's a little obscure and it's not a straight hard rock band choice covering 21st century schizoid man off of the first king crimson album absolute prog classic 1969 is a pretty you know smart smart and brave thing to do there you know and and actually it it got them a lot of talk as well i remember you would hear this on on radio fairly often and what they do with it they do a pretty faithful version to it uh but it is just kind of newer and brighter and and well recorded but they don't really break a lot of rules with it but i think they do a great job and i think it exemplifies the idea of we're trying to give you an album that's a little heavier and a little smarter than what we've been doing so here is a a metaphor a microcosm for that idea uh in a song by somebody else and i think it just elevates that record and makes it a smarter record so i thought that was cool uh you know the other interesting thing about this album is that another one of the great heavy songs on it called I Like to Rock uh, quotes Day Tripper. So uh, in, in terms of the guitar riff, later on in it, they do this little jammy part where, where they do Day Tripper on it, in it. So, so there's a little bit of an extra cover there. And I almost wanted to go with um, a Tim Durling suggestion, buddy of mine, who we've done some Contrarians shows with, right? Uh, he, we've got his eight-track book uh, coming out soon. Uh, hope you're all on board for that, but that's going to be really nice. I've, I've seen the proofs. It's a good-looking book. But Tim Durling had suggested when I asked him, hey, you got any examples? He came up with Sign of the Gypsy Queen for April Wine. Now, that that is a pretty interesting choice. Uh, it's written by Lawrence Hudd, so it's a pretty obscure old Canadian tune. Um, but it was a pretty big hit for, for April Wine on the next album, uh, The Nature of the Beast. Uh, it's it's a little bit more of a mellower tune, but, it, but it's cool. Again, uh, April Wine throughout the years kind of looked for some of these uh, these more obscure things. Electric Jewels uh, and old, old albums of theirs, uh, old album of theirs. The first song on that album was a cover called Weeping Widow, and it's a pretty heavy tune. So that was kind of cool. There were no covers on Stand Back or Whole World's Go- Going Crazy or First Glance. But yeah, so here they are doing doing a little bit of stuff like this. They also covered uh, You Could Have Been a Lady as a cover, and that was a hit for them. And they also covered Bad Side of the Moon by, by Elton John and... and uh, Bernie Toppin. All right. So there you go. There's our five examples. I wanted to mention a couple of honorable mentions. Um, someone had come up with Deep Purple Hush, Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower. Now, now we're getting into a little bit of this idea of, hey, this was just kind of uh, songs that were good covers. It's a little, little less of the deep idea of, of me trying to tell you that these songs elevated 
uh, these these records a, a little bit. But um, so these are kind of showcasey covers that did well for the band and and got people talking about the band. Led Zeppelin, Dazed and Confused, Lenny Kravitz, American Woman, Johnny Cash when he did all that stuff. Hurt, remember the Nine Inch Nails thing? Patti Smith with Gloria is kind of a showcasey tune on that album. Joan Jett, I love rock and roll. Uh, I was actually surprised to hear, but not really surprised because she just did too much covering, I think, in her life. But that's a song by an obscure band called The Arrows. Uh, Elvis Costello, What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. So again, I'm I'm looking at this list, and, and essentially, I'm feeling most of them are failing the litmus test for truly elevating that album or integrating into the album well enough. It's more like just something that that's a, that's a, Hey, look at me. This is a pretty big thing. And, and it, it was somewhat of a hit. Um, uh, Led Zeppelin, babe, I'm going to leave you. Beatles twist and shout guns and roses, knock on, on heaven's door. Uh, white snake, ain't no love in the heart of the city, which is, you know, kind of a, um, and that became the title of the live album, and I don't think it's that great. So, you know, what I almost included on here, uh, this would have been a little more obscure, but I, I truly do believe that this elevates a, an amazing album, and it feels like a song integrated into the band, is The Dictators covering Slow Death by the Flame and Groovies. I, I think on on uh, on Blood Brothers, that is an amazing, amazing inclusion. And, you know, if if, if you didn't know it, and, and I frankly, in 78 playing the album, I didn't really think about it very much, but I, I just thought it was a Dictator song because it sounds so incredible on there in that heavy version. Um, and then Dictators also covered Search and Destroy on Manifest Destiny. They covered I Got You, Babe. Uh, and Search and Destroy on, on Manifest Destiny, actually, that's one I would say doesn't feel uh, particularly integrated into that album because that album's a little a little sort of poppier. Um, the Dead Boys covered Tell Me and, and uh, Big City, Tell Me Stones, Big City, Kim Fowley. Uh, Quiet Riot, you know, does Quiet Riot fit this? I don't really think so. I think their originals are better than their covers, so I don't think those covers really did a lot for those albums. They did a lot for their pocketbooks, but uh, not really for the albums. Tim Derling also mentions... Cheap Trick, California Man, Keel Because the Night, Journey, It's All Too Much, Ace Freely, New York Groove. Uh, Kiss 2000 Man is kind of an interesting one on Dynasty. I think uh, I think that does kind of do a lot for that album. So that's a that's an old, obscure Stones tune. It's sung by Ace on there. And I and I think, you know, it probably does do something for the coolness factor of uh, of Dynasty. So I, I could have seen including that one. What I almost did include as well was uh, Aerosmith Train Kept a Rollin' because I think that uh, does, in fact, uh, feel like a, a, a song that uh, that makes that record better. It's a famous version of the old, uh, well, it goes back before Yard, Yardbirds, Johnny Burnett trio and all that. Um, but Yardbirds made it famous and then Aerosmith made it even more famous. And I think it, it integrates well. This is the one famously that uh, that Steve Hunter and Dick Wagner played the guitar solos on for no real, real good reason. Joe Perry was a perfectly good guitarist, um, even by that point. But it is it is the biggest hit on the album. I think it integrates well into the album. Um, it gives the album that extra little bit of, uh, of blues and boogie rock tradition. So I thought that was, uh, that was an interesting choice. Don't forget, you know, Aerosmith also covered Milk Cow Blues, Reefer, Reefer, he Reefer Headwoman for, for years. I, I thought, you know, I'm just looking at him go, it's, it's actually called Reefer Headwoman, not Reefer Headed Woman. Um, but they also covered Walking the Dog in the debut, Big 10 Inch on Toys in the Attic. Um, Another interesting one that was mentioned was uh, was 
Aerosmith, uh, this is Neil Miller, I think, came up with this one. I thought it was a good idea. Aerosmith covering Let the Music Do the Talking from the Joe Perry Project on on the first uh the first song on Done with Mirrors and and it is is actually the best song on it but I thought that's a that's a good choice for that. Aerosmith later they covered Remember Walking in the Sand, Think About It and Reefer Head Woman all on Night in the Ruts and uh, and Cry Me a River on Rock in a Hard Place. But I think I think out of all of those the one that fits our uh concept best is is uh Train Kept a Rolling. Um Nathaniel Noah, I just wanted to mention a few others uh, that he has as examples. I'm not agreeing with these. I'm just I'm just reading them out for you. Liege Lord, Kill the King by Rainbow from Master Control, Anthrax, Got the Time, Joe Jackson. I might include that in the one that I don't like so much. So hope you don't mind that, Nathaniel, but that's kind of a negative for me, that one. Motley Crue, Helter Skelter, eh, maybe. Judas Priest, Green Man, Alishi is an interesting one that I could have actually included fully into this concept, I think. Uh, Realm, Eleanor Rigby, The Beatles from Endless War. Tesla, Games People Play, Joe South uh, on on Bust a Nut. Is that on Bust a Nut? I guess it is. Uh, Lillian Axe, My Number, Girl, uh, Love and War. Wow, I didn't even know that one. Anacrusis, I Love the World, New Model Army from Manic Impressions. That's a pretty cool idea. Um, Van Halen, You Really Got Me, The Kinks, and Ice Cream Man. Uh, both on both on Van Halen, self-titled. I don't really know if that elevates that record at all. I think that might actually even drag it down a little. So uh, those are, those are uh, be warned, those are candidates maybe for the anti uh, as well. I, and I'm not going to mention his, his antis um, because he's got a whole list here. And like I say, uh, I'm I'm probably going to do the negative uh, episode of this as well. Let's see what else does Neil Miller say. Well, again, Neil Neil um, Neil's given me some examples like Harlem Shuffle, Rolling Stones, Love Buzz, uh, Nirvana, uh, Smoking in the Boys Room, uh, on Motley Crue on Theater of Pain, Heart Wild Child on Brigade, uh, Saxon, Set Me Free, you know, by Sweet on Crusader. I really don't think any of these are doing what I wanted to do with this episode, but there you go. Um, you know, pretty high profile covers. Uh, let's see. Vinton Curry mentions as a pro uh, ghost. Here comes the sun. Michael Wojciak mentions as a pro Aerosmith train kept a rolling. Steve McNary mentions uh, milk cow blues. He likes that. Um, and what else do we got here? Yeah, there's a bunch of good cons. I think I think it's almost going to be easier doing the second episode, the negative episode. Um, but yeah, um, Steve Bellow mentions Slayer, Dissonant Aggressor. He also mentions Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower. Let's see. Um, John, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Pantera, Planet Caravan is mentioned. Uh, Young Girl Blues, originally by Donovan, done by Sammy Hager on All Night Long. Uh, but yeah, these are just these are just people uh, kind of kind of saying that these are good covers. Um, but I I don't think it's it's really going with uh, with our thing there. There, so there you go. Um, yeah. Boy, this has been a long episode. I should wrap it up. Um, but if you do like this episode, of course, as usual, and want to support uh, what I'm doing here on History in Five Songs and turning this into a living uh, sort of minimum, maybe even a little better than minimum wage, uh, please go to Kofi, rhymeswithnofee.com uh, slash Martin Popoff. Hit that red support button, buy me a coffee or a pint. And on that front, I want to thank Joe Becht, uh, as usual at Bel Air Expediting Andy, as usual, Black Sugar Transmission, Bruce Campbell again as usual very regular uh, and generous subscriber here uh, Bruce Campbell John Clark David Fisher
publisher Rick Labonte has got a double album coming uh, from him soon what a voice uh, you know we, we get together sometimes on Sea of Tranquility Dennis Lawson Shannon Mahaffey always great uh, suggestions by Shannon and, and hilarious uh, um, Facebook comments uh, definitely entertaining stuff we, we see from Shannon on Facebook Neil Miller again great suggestions Augustine Garcia de Paredes great great uh contributor and uh and he has been proofreading for me um some of my recent things steve polari and brian sager so there you go uh you can go to martinpopoff.com for all your book needs been sending out a lot of stuff i think the christmas rush is now order or over um but i do have a, a good supply of most of these visual biographies i've been doing the nazareth the heap uh as i've been saying flame and telepaths is back in print and still selling selling uh steadily I've got to decide whether to do a second one for that. If you if you go to the Facebook page, let let me know um let me know what your thoughts are on me doing a part two of that one, uh, and the Max Webster's back in print. So there you go, go play some of these covers. Uh, I'll have more to say uh, next episode because I also want to talk about uh, having gone on um on Pete's show, Sea of Tranquility, and doing our Deep Purple Turning to Grime 2.0, if we had our choice what to pick there. And I might mention when we did Feedback 2.0 uh, with with Ryan and the Rush fans uh, gang, because uh, I didn't get to that, and I've been talking for a long time. So maybe, hopefully, I'll bring that up. <laughs> I'll bring that up next episode. Pretty funny stuff. Uh, so go play some covers. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. It looks like your luggage is over 50 pounds. Is there anything you can take out? Oh, yeah. Let me just toss all these $20 bills. Great. Let me grab you a trash can. Stop. Instead of throwing money away, move some clothes into a carry-on. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 